0: Hello, Camille here, and I just wanted to give a little bit of my experience that I've had with quarantine 2020 so far um, in hopes that this can shed light on what I think a lot of people might be going through and share with you some of the things that have helped to create the good days. So I have gone through a couple different phases throughout this quarantine process thus far. Um, I've gone through the over cleaning phase where I didn't want to do anything work related, but I still I'm hardwired to feel productive. So I spent, you know, that first week really overly cleaning the house. Um, Just kind of felt like I was preparing for something. Just enjoyed my time with my dog and tried to capture as many memories during this really unique time during that first week. Um, And I pretty much only cleaned and did laundry, did some reorganizing tasks um, and just kind of waited for that fire inside to build because I didn't feel like working. As someone whose core uh, strength is an achiever, I very much have looked at this time as an opportunity to move my business forward. But what approach I took differently this time, as opposed to in the past when I had been given short times of seemingly breaks and, you know, as a chance to get ahead, I chose to give myself grace on this journey and let life kind of unfold for me. So after taking that first week of relaxing a little bit more, I definitely watched quite a bit more YouTube and Netflix during that initial week. I came back the second week, uh, ready to read more, ready to, you know, take action in a little bit bigger of a sense than just cleaning the house. Um, And I did so by, but the way in which I did it, I revisited my vision board. Um, Because my career is so uh, up in the air right now, I decided to take a bigger look at, you know, where my future was headed, what would be best case scenario. If the world is going to be flipped inside out and upside down, now's my time to paint the prettiest picture that I can paint in hopes that it will bring, life will bring me closer to that. So I uh, and that all really that spark came from reading the energy bus. Um, which, if you haven't heard my uh podcast, I did with this a book review for with Kelly, definitely go check that out here on SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, because it's an amazing book and it's super easy to di- digest. I'm gonna move past the book, but anyways, it's a great book. But that's what sparked the idea of get really clear about where it is that you want to go in life and you'll be more likely to head towards that much faster and with more energy. And that was really the key component, with more energy, right? If you're chasing your passions, that's breeding its own energy. Of course, there's going to be times along the line when you're chasing a passion where, you know, maybe it's a tedious task that doesn't exactly fill up your cup. Not every aspect of chasing your dreams is going to breed energy, but the overall greater purpose and mission of it should or will. And so then after that, I, you know, launched my mind, body and soul coaching something that I had been uh, a seed planted many, many years ago. And it has been such a fascinating journey thus far. And even the biggest thing that I learned right after I launched mind, body and soul kind of out to the world. um, That was a fantastic day. I was absolutely just like a rapid blanked up in love and gratitude. And my cup was so full. Like it felt like I was in a dream state. Like life was so good. And I woke up the next day literally not wanting to put my clothes on. I was so intrigued at the differences in my energy so close to each other. And I'm very familiar with uh, the concept of l- the world is a very um, regulating. So you know I rationalize a high energy day would be followed by a lower energy day. And I the thing that makes me the most concerned about me having a bad day is not that I'm having a bad day because I know how to get through my bad days, how to give them grace. I've under I've watched it happen many many times that I can let today be a low day and then set myself up for a high day tomorrow and that tomorrow's energy is like through the roof, more productive, more energy, more excitement, more love, more gratitude. And so I've been able to, you know, just kind of watch those low days and I know the things I need to do to, you know, self-discipline in those small areas to really make sure I have a good day the following day or at least a better day than just feeling really empty. And when I say I'm I'm having a bad day, I normally walk around at like a 12 out of 10 state of just like exuberance. I'm overflowing. I love life. Like I like I'm 12 out of 10 on the normal. And so on those bad days for me, it's like I'm a 6 out of 10. Like I'm still here. I'm still doing okay. I just don't really feel like doing anything. Even sometimes watching YouTube, I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to do anything. Everything's just, nothing sounds enticing um, or energizing. So on those days, yeah, I will just hang out and watch more Netflix or chat with more friends, not be focused on being so productive. I found that when I would yank myself out of those bad moods and force myself to be productive and to produce or to clean or whatever, I would have a worse day the next day. It would string it out longer. Versus if I just pause, let life kind of just flow, go take a bath, take a nap, do what you got to do, a little bit more self-love on those days, uh, and then wait for the, the next high energy day to come. And like I said, I'm not concerned about me having bad days. I've found different things that work for me to be able to get me through to the next day. The biggest part that concerns me is the fact that I, in my mind, am best case scenario in terms of combating these bad days. Meaning, I am still getting some form of income uh, due to the, the state support system. I have a boyfriend who has a very stable income. I am in a very healthy and supported loving relationship. I study psychology and I understand what it's like to put, you know, good content into your brain on a consistent regular basis. I take good care of my body. I'm rec- eg- rec- <laughs> I'm exercising regularly, drinking a lot of water. I'm I'm checking a lot of boxes and I'm still having low days during this quarantine. And that's the part that has me the most concerned because if it's happening to me, I know That it's happening to many, many other people in this world right now. Because I'm not someone who has a lot of low days in life. And there has been, it's like every couple days I'll have one low day. And I've been, you know, navigating into my own way, just kind of moving forward with whatever feels good. And I understand that I don't have that pressure to produce something each and every single day because I'm, I'm not currently working. But I, the energy that I do bring on those days that I do choose to produce things is so invigorating, right? So the energy, the intensity that I'm coming at these tasks, is, it's not work. I'm not choosing to look at it as work. It's very exciting things. It's pushing me forward. And so some of the things that help me to cultivate a good day or a good attitude, however you want to look at it, um, is actually starts the night before. With going to bed on time. Um, Even just last night, I made the realization that I don't like watching a ton of TV right before I go to bed. We happened to be watching a show together as a household. And the show that they chose just turned a negative path. I'm not a big sci-fi person. And there was a scene where I legitimately just... I was very different from my energy that I was currently experiencing. And I just was like, nope, I'm out. I can't do this. Booked it upstairs. Um, And immediately started doing something that did feel good for my energy, which was journaling in my journal um, just about the weekend. And, you know, just going over my gratitude statements. Uh, Gratitude does a whole lot for fixing a bad attitude, I'll tell you what. And the thing is, is it sounds so simple, but... What I would challenge you to think is like, yes, you understand that you are grateful human for all these experiences. And I'm going to use some of my own examples um, because I hear people complain about things that are just so absurd and I don't even know if they realize that they're doing it. And like I said, it's myself too. So I'm going to use examples that have come out of my mouth just to show you that even if you go out of your way to put your best foot forward and do all the right things for your body physically. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of different thought provoking material to get my brain off on like a higher frequency. And I even still will have moments where that's not, that's not working anymore. Right. And I still have those, those negative inclinations, just like the rest of the world. They're complaints, right? I one biggest complainer when I was in high school. <laughs> eats me away every single day since then. Um, but so for my example is, you know, I was complaining that there was too many raisins in my trail mix. And, you know, for that to be my biggest problem in the day or the topic of that conversation, I, get, I have to be doing 100% perfect because that's not a real problem, So anytime you hear yourself, like, what you're complaining about, um, and I just listened to a Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, episode or podcast about this as well, um, where he said he got into an elevator, and the first couple that got in was complaining about their tax audit and blah, blah, blah. The second couple that got in was complaining about how hot it was in August. Of course it's going to be hot in August. Um, And then the third people got on, and they were complaining about how many stops the elevator was taking. And he just had to laugh because... That's so ridiculous. I think a lot of people complain about things that they cannot control. And I think that that is where everyone should start. I think you can't create change without first becoming aware. And becoming aware takes true self-discipline. There's nothing that you need to have that's more disciplined than just disciplining your thought train. Because... I would be willing to bet that you're probably a negative Nancy to yourself. Even, especially if you're not putting in good, positive, fulfilling, thought-provoking content into your brain on a daily basis, you're probably, by default, pretty hardwired to think negatively and to find the negatives and to find things to complain about. It's not necessarily your fault, that's just a lot of things on how humans run their life and, you know... It's a result of just not really being connected to, like, a bigger picture, you're just kind of living more in that reactive space, Um, and you're not creating that, you know, one inch of distance between you and the rest of the world, because if you had that, you know, you would be able to see, okay, in the grand scheme of things, this is super not a problem. And I find myself very much going back and forth between the two, like, I would say, you know, trying to have only positive, loving thoughts, I would consider, you know, having my head in the clouds. Um, but I very much live my life with my feet on the ground. Um, my head in the clouds is a little bit more in my moments of privacy um, that I tend to, you know, try to look in for a little bit of a deeper connection, which I still struggle with. Um, but choosing to look for the positives And to look for the solution or to choosing to bypass a negative comment or statement and just choosing to, oh, here we go, easy come, easy go, move along. And to not stir on something really helps. Because what you do think about, you bring about. And I'm not even going to have the left field head in the clouds discussion about that because I'm going to head talk to the science people Um, It's called the reticular activating system. Or if you buy a jeep as a car, you all of a sudden start seeing a ton of jeeps. That's really all it is. It's nothing fancier, more metaphysical than just that. What you start thinking about, you start seeing more of in the world. So if you're thinking about super negative things about how quarantine is horrible, then you're only going to see more horrible things. If you're choosing to see the the positives, the possibilities, then that's what you're going to find more of. That's just how your brain works. It's eager for more. And as long as you tell it the category, it's going to keep looking for you, which is a great thing if it's looking for positive things for you. Um, Which is why I build in, you know, week number one of mind, body, and soul is called paint the picture. We want to find out exactly where it is that you want to go. And, so that you can create more energy along that way and even okay that that concept of you know creating energy I would challenge you to think about what things do you do that give you energy and it's super individualized you really have to think about if you were left alone what things would you do by yourself basically um or, well, it's just not true, because mine is talking, very much so. But talking can be very, very exhausting for some people, whereas myself, if on those lower energy days, if I'll have a conversation with a family member, a friend, whoever, it will almost always leave me feeling better. I will be in a better mood, almost certainly, after talking with them, because talking, for me, gives me energy. And so that's an activity that I go out of my way to do more of. That's actually something that I realized um, probably the third week into quarantine, second or third week into quarantine, um, was that I hadn't been giving myself permission to talk to other people. I, during training, I'm used to standing on my feet, talking to clients all day long. And so I get a lot of that socialization in during my workday. But now that my clientele has um, tapered off then I'm not getting that daily social interaction that I'm used to getting for a very long time. And that very much energizes me. And so after, you know, talking with a client, I pretty much word vomited on her and realized that I hadn't been giving myself permission to talk to anyone and let alone about myself. Because when I'm training, you know, I try to keep things about the client, um, more interested in them. Again, that's focusing on their time and their journey, but I just get a result of getting um, better energy from pulling those questions out of them and so on and so forth. Um, And so after that discussion, I really realized that I need to make it a point to go out of my way to create social conversation in my weekly life. So I started scheduling, reaching out to old people in my life that I had had great connections with in the past. And just ask for a Zoom call. It's super normal to do now. And just to talk and chat and say, how's it going? Even if it's just to have the same conversation you've had with the last 15 people about how crazy quarantine life is and when life is going to go back to normal. Like, that really was very therapeutic for me. So, you know, creating time to talk to other people and giving myself permission to stay engaged and talking to other people was a huge component of, you know, having a good day, the more socialization I had, the the better day I would have for me. And that's going to be different for every person. But if you don't know what activities you do that give you energy, then there might be some, you know, tests you can take online, personality tests, or, you know, just sitting with yourself for a little bit, thinking about a bunch of different tasks and see which one would give you the most energy. Might be cleaning. Might be cooking, might not be either of those. Um, but, you know, try to run through some different scenarios of things that can give you energy and how can you get that in your week on a consistent basis. Uh, the second thing has been uh, creating a routine. So I'm, I used to be very, very routine driven um, in college and have since steered away from structure and routine. Um, just with being able to explore my own personal freedoms. Um, But during this time of such unstructured life, having some sort of structure has been really good for me. So the earlier that I can start to go to bed, the earlier that I can get up the next day and make sure that my morning hours are the most productive because legends forever have always talked about how productive your morning is. That's when you're most connected to that inner sense of self. And there's a lot of reasons why the morning is important. And I very much was a night owl growing up. But even in college, I recognized that if I got up early, I could get a lot more done. I called it the nine to five project. <laughs> um, I went to bed at 9pm. I woke up at 5am and started to get my work done um, at that time because the, I realized that the hours between 9pm and 9, and 11pm were far useless to me as opposed to 5 a.m. to whatever, 3, um, 8 a.m. So I switched my sleeping pattern so that I could get up and have better quality hours in the morning right away. And so going to bed earlier helps. I found that was easy to do because I had already had so much time during the day that I just got all my tasks done, uh, quite early in the day so that I was left and, and with nothing left to do, I almost kinda of bored, ready to go to bed by, you know, nine, ten o'clock at night anyways. So and and you know, some some things that helped me. I haven't been doing this during quarantine just because my mornings are not pressured to get ready at a certain time. Um, but setting out your clothes the night before is a huge help. Um, one thing I did that I read from uh the book Atomic Habits was, you know, when you make your bed in the morning, throw your book on your bed so that you'd be more likely to read before you go to bed. And that is a huge, huge tip. Um it really helped me read a lot um, when I started doing that. It just brings it more front of mind so that you're going to be more likely to pick up that book throughout the day, which is pretty cool. Um, so getting up early, I still have my normal, you know, uh, coffee, get ready for the day. That's been huge. Um, I by no means have been doing this routine the entirety of uh, quarantine. I would just like to reiterate that. But where I'm at now, in like the holding steady, you know, finding my groove throughout quarantine, this is what a good day looks like for me. I got up at seven. I made my coffee. Uh, I'm down to a half cup now. I've been slowly bringing my caffeine consumption down whilst on prep um, to wean myself off of stimulants. And Then I got my makeup ready. That always sets me up for success because I feel better about the day. And it helps me to be able to, you know, take a photo if I need to take a photo to promote a podcast or if I need to do a video for Shine or for any one of my other, um, you know, content places. Getting ready for the day just makes sure that that is already set up for success. I also specifically pick an outfit that I can do yoga in as well as film. Um so I'm really in that comfy casual point of view. Every once in a while I'll wear a nice outfit, but I'll usually only wear it for filming. Um and on Wednesdays I have a, a networking uh, video call, so I always get super ready on Wednesdays. So I don't get ready and dress like every day. Some days I just do like a tinted moisturizer, mascara. Um and some days I go all out full glam just to feel a little bit better about myself and feel like I am doing um going on strong. Um Good eating breakfast being really consistent with my nutrition has been huge, you know, I'm doing a lot of meal prepping Um, I'm enjoying cooking. I'm enjoying filming cooking. So I've been staying on top of that but making sure that the quality of food you're putting into your body Lines up with the kind of energy output that you're looking for So if you're looking for some high octane fuel on ready to like kick some ass and take some names for that week then you're probably going to want to make sure you have a wide variety of fruits and veggies, high protein, and, you know, carbs that fit your energy output. Um, And then I start, you know, going through my perfect morning routine, which is usually involves some sort of podcast. I usually listen to a podcast or video um, while I'm doing my makeup and doing, you know, dishes in the morning and just getting the kitchen ready, um, maybe cooking breakfast too as well. Um, and then make a to-do list. I don't do that every day. Um, some days I like to just like let the life bring to me whatever it is that I'm going to work on that day. Otherwise, you know, like today, Mondays typically tend to be my most structured day because I have, um, anything that comes through on the weekend, I just schedule to handle it on Monday. Um, so that it's just kind of off my brain and I can tend to it when it pops up on my calendar. Um, Using my calendar has been really helpful as well. Um, And then just start headed out on my day. Try to start working on tasks, knocking them out, completing them. Now, like I said, my energy levels have been very up and down. Every day is a crapshoot. I have no idea what that day's energy is going to bring. Obviously, going to bed earlier, having better food, having enough water, those things help to make it a better day, but I truly never know when I wake up. Um, I expect the best, but life throws at me, whatever. So my things things that have been really helped me when I do have a lower day or I just feel like I got hit by a bus, feel really lethargic, feel really tired, is I try to just keep moving in whatever direction feels good. So if recording a podcast doesn't sound good, then I will go and fold laundry while I watch Grey's Anatomy. If, you know, that doesn't even sound good, then I'll try to just do something um, to keep my mind just busy rather than just completely consuming content and completely checking out. And even then, I'll I'll completely do that, you know, crack a beer at one o'clock in the afternoon and hang out and watch a reality TV show. But I try to make sure that I've done at least something productive, even if it's just some sorting, some folding, cleaning here, vacuuming there. Um, Something that just can make me feel productive because how we feel is, you know, how we walk through the world. So the the more things that you can do to make yourself feel better, the better your outcome is going to be. So go take a bath and foam roll and do this um, on those low days and just kind of let your energy recirculate. Journal. There's nothing better that can turn a bad mood around than just stream writing things you're grateful for. Because at the end of the day, all problems seem like problems, no matter how big or small. But the easiest way to shift your focus off of that is to just realize that no matter what, things could be worse. And if you don't know that to be true, if you really think your life is falling apart, then your life will continue to always feel like it's falling apart. But if you recognize when you are having those complaints, if you have enough self-awareness to recognize when you are complaining that, things could be worse, but they sure could be better and that you deserve better and that you should look to be improving always, then that kind of helps to recenter yourself and look at the bigger picture and recognize that those problems probably don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And there's better things for you to choose to focus your energy on, even if it's just creating a positive attitude. Which during um, journaling gratitude is my easiest way to turn turn around a sour attitude. Because at least it'll make it not sour and at least it'll just make it quiet and it'll shut it up. Like, listen, honey, if you think that this is bad, do you need to go to Africa or go see some poverty in another place and recognize that you do not have it bad? And even if you do have it bad, things could always be worse. They always can. But they can always be better, too. And it's just a choice that you have to make. Where do you want to focus your energy? Where do you, What do you want to look at? I don't know about me, but I know that stress and anxiety and competition and fear, those don't leave a good feeling in my body. And I actually don't know anyone that it does. And... There's tons of science that say that, you know, stress reduction is, or, you know, stress breeds all of these illnesses and problems and disease. And if you don't, the, the easiest way to handle that stress is to not let yourself view any situation as a stressful situation. Dr. Wayne Dyer always says there is no stress in the world. It's only how you perceive the world that creates the stress. No one can create stress within you. You get to create that because of the thoughts that you choose. So that's where the discipline comes in. If you feel a stressful thought come, recognize, ding, let that little bell go off and then see, okay, how can I shift this to something that is going to be a higher frequency? What can I think about that can bring me to a higher level or just get me out of this crummy state? You know, I... I, Living a stress-free life, in theory, will bring me a longer life, which I understand that is not guaranteed. But what I can guarantee is that if you live a stress-free life, the years that you do spend are going to be better spent. They're (laughs) stress-free. Everyone knows that living without stress is better than living stressed. Um, Yes, stress can create uh, movement, and stress can be channeled in, in a healthy way, however, and we can't, but it's how we choose to react to that and how we choose to look at it. If we're looking at it as a positive thing, then it's probably not going to breed more of it. If we're trying to just not look at it and not address it, then it's going to continue to snowball and create bigger and bigger, bigger problems um, at, till at the end, they don't even seem correlated, but... It creates your mental headspace in which you run through the world. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is how I'm tackling the quarantine roller coaster of having crazy highs and crazy lows has been to kind of attack it from two directions attacking it from my physiology, from the physical touchable tangibles in my life creating my routines, doing things that I know set me up for success, moving my body each and every day, whether it's just going for a walk, doing yoga, doing my actual workout, just walking the dog, just moving my body outside in some way, shape, or form is huge. And so, you know, whether it's doing that on the physical standpoint or, you know, doing more of that mental standpoint of how can I train myself to be more aware of my thoughts? Are they good? Are they bad? And you don't even have to put them in those buckets. But how can I train myself to just be more aware of that inner conversation that's going on? How can I create that little extra space between me and the rest of the world so that I get to choose how I'm reacting in this world, not just being so reactive to everything that's going on? And so combating it, you know, and so what I would do for that is, you know, create the picture of where it is that I do want to go and try to look for ways to create my own energy along that way. And now I'm setting myself up physically for success, drinking enough water, eating the right food, moving my body, getting my vitamin D in supplementation in and sleeping the right amount of time, sleeping on a schedule, things that I know sci- scientifically that will help my my mood and my body in general. And then, you know, hitting into that left field, doing the, the vision boarding, you know, finding out what your core values are as a human, thinking about what a best case scenario would be in terms of your relationship, maybe your life, maybe your career, you know, what does that best picture look like? Dream big, dream big and see how close you can make it happen um, because you can either do that and try to come out of this on top or you can continue to be a victim to this unchanging time. But the choice is yours. And you never fail unless you give up. My advice to anyone would be, try to be 1% better in any area of your life each and every day. If you weren't better physically, then maybe, but maybe you were better, you caught a thought that was really negative and you wanted to give hate to someone else, but instead you chose to send them love that's a win. That's better. That's great. That's all you can ask for, right? Is to be better in some way, shape, or form today than you were yesterday. To me, it makes no difference. If you want to focus all of your eggs on your physical improvement, great. I, I I support it. If you're more of a gypsy like me and you want to float more in between the mental side of things and the physical side of things, then great. That's good. Just look for improvement. Look to be better. No one should want better health more than you. No one should want a better brain space than you. No one should want a better body than you. And you have all the control to change these things. You have a voice in order to ask for help if you so need it. You have legs to be able to move, to be able to create the change. You have eyeballs to be able to look on the computer to gain research, to find as much information about any subject in the entire world so much so that you can create change. So get curious. Be lighthearted about it. Don't think of this as a chore. Think of this as an opportunity to come out of this with a better life. Just a different life. Something that's more positive to live in. It feels better all around. And, you know, always keep moving forward. Give yourself grace on those low days, but really strive to be better. Not for anyone else, but for yourself. Because you have years left on this planet, hopefully. And they're worth living a life to your best potential. Even if you never had anyone that believed in you growing up, I believe in you. If I can do it, you can too. Just look to be better in whatever way that that means to you and keep it within swing and distance. Setting big vision boards is not setting big goals. That's painting the picture to drive you there, to make you yearn for what you truly want in life. It's not a goal. You can't fail a vision board. That's not how it works. You're looking at it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're choosing to look for the opportunities for failure rather than choosing to look for the opportunities for success. You have to rewire your brain. It's a slow process, and you have to be gracious with yourself because you're not going to get it perfect. And even myself, after studying this for years and years and years and years, reading all of the content to fill up my brain with how to rewire your brain to look for the positive and to choose the higher outcome, I still have low days, and it's totally fine. I'm not, I have given up on trying to make myself bulletproof. And, you know, not never have negative thoughts and instead shifted to recognize faster when I am having a negative thought and to be able to redirect it in a very seamless fashion that makes me feel good and efficiently handles the process. And shifts me back into pointing in the right direction and headed toward a better place. That's all that you can ask for is the ability to be aware and then redirect. Be aware, redirect. Anytime. Whether it goes for if you're trying to lose weight Be aware anytime you're trying to, you crave a bad food and you go to reach for it. Be aware of it first because you have to know that something is happening in order to change it. Awareness is a big part of it. And then you can simply redirect, replace it with a positive thing. It's the smallest little changes that make the biggest difference over time. This is a long process and it will ever be revolving. And it's a very cyclical process. There are seasons to us as humans just like there are seasons to plants in life. Things will go around in a very cyclical nature. Try not to fight it. Try to just be aware of it and try to, you know, look for the possibilities, look for the growth, look for the benefit in each season of your life. And, you know, just try to be looking for ways to, to fail forward, to fall forward, because um, we don't really ever fail anything where there's either it's a lesson or a blessing. Um, and you can always choose to find the, the positive situation um, in many, many scenarios. So hopefully that this gives you some, you know, maybe some tactical tangible tips and tricks on, you know, how to structure your life in quarantine. Um, if not, maybe it just planted a seed on how you can choose to rewire your brain to look for the positives. And hopefully you'll end up with a better headspace that you'll be living in. And if you have any questions about any of this, just know that I am here to help in any way, shape, or form that that means. I have a lot of services that help to get these on, get these areas of your life back on track and moving in the right direction. And I'd be happy to have a conversation with that. And even if you just uh, want to catch up and say hi, definitely reach out to me and I'd love to grab coffee on Zoom and schedule a video chat and get to know you a little bit better. I absolutely love connecting with Um, anyone who's looking to connect, I'm happy to have a conversation. So hopefully this was a good way to start your day, end your day, wherever you are at. And I always thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm just sending some love and hoping that you have a wonderful day wherever you are. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.